Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Chilling, man. Chilling. Just uh, very excited about this episode, man. There's so mm-hmm. much. There's so much to cover, man. A lot of deep shit in it, but I'm feeling good about uh, getting into it, man. But how about you, man? How you feeling? Everything good? Yeah, man. I'm feeling good, man. Um, man, listen, I'm I'm excited, man. I got some some stuff I'm working on that's coming up. Um, getting ready for this spring to finally kick in. I'm getting ready for this summer, man. Went and got me a new phone. Uh oh. Upgraded the upgraded my phone to the new um the new 13 Pro Max. I said I heard they got that cinematic camera on there, so I've been playing around with that. And that mug look nice, man. That bad boy look real nice. So, you know what I'm saying? Looking forward to using that this uh, this summer and this spring. Um, and then, you know, I headed out to uh, Cincinnati a couple times this week to go talk to my little cousins. And they got some uh, some interesting stuff that they want me to help them out with and do. So it's going to be a busy, busy, <laughs> busy, busy time, man. I can't wait. That's good, man. It's always good to be busy when you're doing something productive but man listen man that damn um that damn 13 though i think one of the best commercials dude you might have seen it where the two cops were sitting in the car the black cop white cop Mm -hmm. and like the camera was uh was focused on the black guy Mm-hmm. And the white guy was like, yo, I'm out of focus. And he was like, yeah. what if something dramatic happened? He was like, what if I say I'm the killer? And then it switched. Yo, yeah. I always thought, and see, I've always noticed that shit in movies, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that that is one of the coolest things that a camera can do, how that shit can make one person out of focus. Hey, listen. And then it shit change. When you, when you can, when you pull it off and you can actually do it, oh, my goodness. That shit so sweet. So like, uh, we was we went to BW threes because they wanted to have like a little business meeting type thing and, and hang out. <clears throat> and so you know what I'm saying. I was doing that, but it was like my my little cousin was sitting like right in front of me, and then I had a shot of the bartender. So I had mm-hmm. focused it on the bartender. It, it blurs him out. It blurs everything else out around like you know, where outside of the focus, and you can tap on them, like you could tap where he at. And it'll switch the focus, and then the blurry thing else out the back. That shit is sweet, man. That man, that is fire. That, that cool. was that was a great idea. Whoever came up with that uh, with that commercial, man, to market yeah. it, that phone that way, yeah, like that was genius. Yeah, and then that I'm I'm genius. starting to see a lot of people shooting content with iPhones and stuff like that. And that's something that I had already done before when I had my uh, iPhone eight. Um, we shot a few of the Immaculate Bros videos, you know what I'm saying, with, with iPhones. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying, COVID happened, so that kind of pushed it on hold. But, yeah, man, it's, um, it's, some, it's some dope shit going on. I can't wait. That's what's up, man. I think when, when it comes to being content creators, man, like to, to keep the shit going, to keep – always pushing and thriving and putting yourself in different lanes like you just never know you know mm-hmm. like you know when it comes to me as you can see i'm always damn busy you know we, we doing this twice a week i'm started putting out pod, a 28 man. yeah started the new pod um 
shout out to JD, man. We did the pilot. Sure. Uh, uh, what is it? Wait, wait, grind, shine. Um, what is it? No, it's wait, 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 shine, grind, marathon. And mm-hmm. basically, all it is was, and he came up with a great idea. So what he did was to contribute to a uh, tribute to Uncle Washington. Mm-hmm. He just wrote the name Washington. It was like, what letters can I put in between that to make the name? So that's like that's what it is. Oh, like the, okay. uh, so it's just basically he wrote that down and wrote letters in between it. And mm-hmm. when you see the the um like or the logo or whatever yeah. for the podcast, all the letters that are in gold spells out Washington and the letters in red are the letters that he filled in. Yeah, that's fire. And and he used the uh, you know the candy bar the whatchamacallit. Yeah. That's what that why that's the fun. letters are squiggly like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's dope. That yeah, was dope. that was that was that was a dope idea. Man. That, that, so, see uh, that that now it make the artwork even fire now so I could I actually see what y'all did with that. That's that's what's up. So what's it about man? Man, it's uh it's it's basically what we're trying to you know, with it being a tribute to Uncle Washington, it's just kind of like trying to keep that format similar mm-hmm. to what the Stolen Time podcast was. But I'm okay. not the I'm not the engineer. Like I'm I'm just the co-host of the joint. Like he's running everything, but we kind of we're trying to make it something that's you know just a younger version, fresher version of the Stolen mm-hmm. Time podcast, basically. So like we went over some you know some topics we well we had more topics on the docket but I mean obviously you know the biggest news of the week was the Oscar shit so we ended up going really long on that but um but you know we got into a little section where we talked about Don Staley um where we talked about you know black coaches in the in a, uh in the NFL a lot of little shit like that mm-hmm. so you know what I'm saying it's it's oh you know. shout out to Todd Bowles speaking of. Yeah, yeah, man. So we we spoke about Todd Bowles and, and you know, and I and I gave you know I, I don't think it was a controversy, well, uh, opinion that mm-hmm. I gave, but I get I gave some takes, but you know I'm I'm happy for the guy. Like he he wanted it to be left which but I was like to me honestly it makes more sense for it to be Todd Bowles for the simple mm-hmm. fact that he was the Jets head coach and yeah and they got a strange. yeah and they got a short window with Brady. So mm-hmm. you want a guy that at least knows how to be a head coach. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, man, we just you know mixed in some culture, mixed in some you know current events, some sports, you know, a little thing like that. But I just think that keeping keeping yourself going, keeping things moving, putting out as much content as you can because there's already you know a lot of people like to call this space saturated and you know mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff and and like look. There's a lot of podcasts out there in the world, man. There, yeah. there are. Um, but <clears throat> I'm trying to put my voice on as many, many of the bad boys as I can, man. Facts. You know, Facts. but but at the end of the day, like, and, and I and I say this a lot, but this platform, this podcast, is special, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just like for me, it's just like that, 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 that right ear. That right ear, mm-hmm. we get that right ear, man, to put us in that space that we need to be. Mm-hmm. Think we'll, you know what I'm saying? We bound for success. That's hey, man, that's the point. That that uh that boy JD man, he got a he got a hell of a networking uh going on over there. So 
I'm pretty sure that that's going to definitely catch some eyes and ears of a few people and, you know, put y'all where y'all need to be, man. Man, it ain't even, it ain't even, like like I say, but I spoke about this pie. Mm-hmm. Spoke about you, shout out to the team. And, man, I need to hit up, man. Uh, Ian Siege, man, I ain't, I ain't missing a lot of content over there. I guess them guys been busy. Might yeah. have to hit them up, man. But uh, but yeah, man, we gotta we gotta we got a team that we that we speak about, man. And it's just like, yeah, man, sure. because in this space, man, the people like there ain't a lot of people that understand this 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 grind that we own. Like a lot of people, sure. like a lot of people don't understand it, and like a lot of people think that, oh man, you know, all, all y'all doing is talking. But it's like mm-hmm. nah, it, it ain't it ain't. It's that what you think that. it is? Yeah, it's bigger than that. Yes, sir. So, and I tell people, I tell people all the time because they think they just, you know, man, I could, I could hold a conversation. I'm like, yeah, but can you hold a conversation? Can you make valid points? Can you continue to make valid points? Can you construct that conversation around multiple topics? And can you do all that for at least an hour plus? If you can do all that, then. And you can be entertaining, you can be interesting, and on top of that, <laughs> you can get people to listen. Then yeah, you could do a podcast. Yeah, but if you can't do that, then not. Nah. Yeah, that's the and that's one of the biggest things, man. That's one mm-hmm. of the biggest things, and mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like we have a a very talented group, but then I also yeah. feel that like you got to have some people that kind of you know what I'm saying out of the box, man. Big and time. and I think and like. And I'm not saying this in a funny way, but like I was talking to Casey about this the other day because the point I'm trying to make is like I feel like I'm kind of out of the box because I was like, yo, because he had called me to, to talk about that top five uh, mm-hmm. rap groups podcast. He mm-hmm. was like, yo, boy, you want to talk about the zone? He was like, yo, you went an hour and 20 minutes by yourself on some rap shit. Like, but when it's something you like, it's easy to do that, though. And like I wasn't even trying to go that long. Like it was yeah. just like, you know, like I plan on like I tried to keep those under an hour. Mm-hmm. But like I ended up going like 35 minutes before I even got to my top five list. Like, yeah. like I was just <clears throat> on a roll, man. And I just feel like, man, there there isn't a lot of people that can do that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say. We all just need someone to hear, you know what I'm saying? But then with you doing the stuff with you know what I'm saying, with we go high and all the stuff that y'all got going, and you know what I'm saying, with that immaculate bro stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, man, it's dope what y'all doing, man. Cause those boys they they putting in work too. Yeah, That's they got a, they got a joint coming out April 15th. I heard it. That <laughs> five. Fire, man! That is what's up. I heard that that's the one that put the snippet out, right? Like yeah. then they put that little like 15, 12 seconds uh, skid up. Uh, yeah, skid, they, but, was, uh, they was rubbing snippet. on the plant in the. Uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah, for sure. They, I told them, I told them they creative marketing is genius, man. They come up with some wild stuff. That's what's up, man. Shout out to them, man. And, I love, I love to see it. Oh yeah, for sure. But I got one for them, man. We supposed to be doing a, a kick challenge for the first video with the Macklin Bros uh coming out 
when, whenever we get a chance to record it. So we're supposed to be uh, we're supposed to be punting and kicking field goals. Oh shit! Yeah, y'all go, so. y'all go, y'all go tear up them. <laughs> I go tear him shit out there. Hey man, listen. A lot of people just, you know, a lot of people be disrespecting kickers out here, man. I wanted to, I wanted to take it as far as going into soccer too, but they ain't want to do the soccer part. So I was like, what are we? We could just do football right now. Yeah, that's because you used to play soccer, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nah, nah, that ain't fair to them. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there like, nah, man, let's, let's. They was like, nah, let's just do, let's do the football. I'm like, all right, cool. Cause it was it was something that'd be a level playing field for everybody. So you know what I'm saying? We gonna we gonna see how it pan out. And then um yeah, you know, we right now excuse me, I've been looking around for a few places that we can actually go out and do it. And um, you know what I'm saying, it's looking promising, but man, listen, when I tell you you talk about some some funny stuff that's about to ensue, bro. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of uh <laughs>, laughs in this one, bro. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love I love to see people getting in, in their creative spaces, man. Instead of just sitting back. Cause like, man, that was one of the things. Yeah, I, I promise y'all we're gonna get started. But like that was one of the things that was that really cause I'm listening to all of these podcasts and it's just like like before mm-hmm. I started podcasting, I'm like, yo, like I got something to say too. Like yeah. I could be creative, yeah. and it's like I just love seeing people getting into that creative space. And and I know a lot of people are like, "Yo, everybody got a podcast, not in the other type of shit." But like, everybody's different though. Everybody got their own personality. Everybody yeah, got their like, own. And that's story. the beauty of that's the beauty of that means there's just more content out there for you to consume. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to listen to everybody podcast, but you know what I'm saying for the for the ones who like the stuff that you talking about or or whatever the, the stuff is, you know what I'm saying? That's a chance for people to get out there and explore those different, you know what I'm saying, avenues. Man, definitely, man. And, <laughs> and like and I just feel like everybody have like just a unique story of, of mm-hmm. something that happened. Like I told <laughs> I was talking to Casey about this so we could get into the uh what we watching, but man, so I told a story. Um so I was talking about one of one of the uh one of the groups that I was speaking about in my top five. And mm-hmm. um and I was like, yo, I was like, I remember the first time I heard Three Six Mafia Tell a Club book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I said my cousin had a girlfriend and she had a little a little Geo Storm, not Geo Storm, but one of those Geo trackers. You remember them thing with the with the mm-hmm. soft top? Mm-hmm. She had one of those bad boys, lime green. And she had two twelves in the back. Oh no, man! And that town the club book came on. Dude, I was I was amazed. I was like, "Yo, I need to know what this is." That that was the first time I ever heard town the club book, and yeah. I heard it with two. And and you know the back seats weren't even back seats, man. It was kind of yeah. like a goddamn. You you might as well been sitting on a, a, a bench. Yeah, man. That's basically <laughs> what it was. And I got mm-hmm. two twelves, literally, like. Person up against me, and that Taylor Club up came in. Man, but I was like, "Yo, who is Three Six Mafia?" And I need to know about this Taylor Club up song. <laughs> and like, just just little stories like that, man. That just yeah. stick with you. Some shit just sticks with you. You yep. know what I mean? And Definitely. it's just like, yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, K 
Keep creating, man. Shout out to them boys. For sure, man. For sure. Let's get into what we watching, man. Yes, sir. You're all right. So, um, man, listen. Only thing I watched this week was, um, you know, I'm saying, brand new episode, brand new Marvel show on Disney Plus called Moon Knight. You know, I'm saying, watch that thing. First episode out. Pretty interesting, man. Um, they didn't show too much. They didn't reveal a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, early on, however, what was interesting is the first episode they actually showed the character in costume, which is something that they kind of like lingered with with the you know what I'm saying other TV shows. But this one, like at the end of the first episode, they got straight to it. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what the rest of this is going to be about and how this connects with the uh, rest of the MCU. But yeah, that's all I got, man. Moon Knight, Disney Plus. Well, you stole one of mine. Um, <laughs> so that I started that and uh look 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 slow, but I know with introducing a new character, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They kinda gotta give it to you like that. So that oh, was one that of my guy that he was supposed to go out on a date with. Oh my god. Oh man, how you fuck that up? And then you telling me you gotta okay, I'm not doing this. Man, How you have a phone and you can't see this Sunday, man? Like, like what the fuck? You can't I look at your no. I don't you can't know. look I at your phone. You, and- I tell you what, if if whatever power he got, he need to find out how to go back in time and fix that. Yeah, so he <laughs> he need he need to go on that date. I'm telling you, Sheesh, that um, was cold. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but the other thing I watched, man, um, Death on the Nile, man. Um, oh yeah, I need to check that out. It's it's basically like basically all it is, man. It's like it's like Clue mixed in with some ah, oh, what's that? What's that one thing called, man? Like like it it was. I felt like with the name the name that was attached to it, I thought it would be a little bit better. It wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> it didn't really hold my attention too much, but it didn't really. It didn't really get start getting really good until after the murder happened. You oh, know what okay. I'm saying? And then, like, and when the dude started doing his t- detective skills and interviewing everyone and all that type shit, yeah. And then you see what the outcome. But you kind of felt like once it started really getting into it, you could kind of tell, like, yo, I know who's responsible for this shit. Oh, like, no. you, you, you kind of start, yeah. Like you kind of start, like, yeah, I kind of know what's gonna happen. But what happens at the end, you might not expect that part though. Okay, that part's a little different. But uh, yeah, they got it. The, this is the wild part though. They're promoting it, saying that it's on Hulu, but mm-hmm. it's on HBO Max too. I watched it on HBO Max, so they just kind of just put this movie out. Like, well, I mean, it was already is- out in theaters, so. Well, maybe that's what it was, but uh, but yeah, I man, I watch Kingsman is like that too. Yeah, they got that. Well, I see it on HBO Max. It's on Hulu too. It's on Hulu too. Yeah, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, man, I I watched it, man. I, I I gave it a little shot. So uh, so I watched that uh, Moon Knight like yourself and mm-hmm. um, and Death on the Now. Yeah, man. Shout out to Hulu, by the way, bro. I've been watching. I've been I've been on Hulu for like. 
the last two three weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been I've been catching up with some old shows, man. I was watching the PJs last night. Shit, man, you want you want to know what show I've been? It's on it's on the tube now, man. Uh, but it's this Disney put Gargoyles, man. I, I, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when Disney Plus first dropped. I started watching the uh, the animated X Men show. Yeah, that was man. Like Gar- Gargoyles was, was my shit. Bro. I used to yeah, watch that yeah. every morning before I went to school. Yeah, that's that joint. Yes, All right, man. So this is what everybody is here for: Snowfall, Episode Seven, Season Five. Um. So this one is this one is a little bit more um it's a little bit more packed than most episodes because we kind of get into <clears throat> excuse me, we kind of getting into all the characters in this one. Um in this episode we see uh Leon and Franklin come up with a plan to pretty much deal with Kane. You know, we see Leon and um Franklin, Louie. And uh, Jerome, they all talking about how they're going to get this situation fixed. And then uh, you got um, V, Franklin, and um, what's Franklin my name? Is it Sissy? It's Sissy. Sissy. Yeah, Yeah. Sissy. Sissy. Um, You know what I'm saying? They, They got a little situation going on in the office trying to deal with, you know what I'm saying, the the city and trying to make sure they get that big going. And then you have, you know what I'm saying? Um, you got Teddy dealing with also, you also got him dealing with, uh, I forgot what the lady name is, but you got him dealing with her as well. You know what I'm saying? There's something going on there. And then you also got Louie and then you got the cop. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on in this episode, a lot of different dynamics. Um, but, I thought this was interesting because it's focusing on pretty much all the characters in the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody is involved in this episode and including Kane. Kane is also involved in this episode. So um, I really want to see where you at with the conversation that um, Leon and Kane had early on in the episode. How did you feel about that? And where did you think that, you know what I'm saying? Um, how did you think that was going to play out and where did, and how did you feel after you actually, Seen the, you know what I'm saying, seen the transgression. Um I I thought, well, with with that, we we also have to mention the the meeting that they had with um Louis and um Jerome. Mm-hmm. And you could tell like even though Jerome got mad and kind of stormed out, but like Louis with this with this rage that she got towards. Towards, Franklin. Uh, Franklin, man, it yeah. is it's, it's it's very visible, man, mm-hmm. and so because like she she pointed out how Leon was was really doing all the talking, and she was like, "You mighty quiet over there," you know. So you got to mention that, but um, I thought that the sit down, obviously, it proved to be what well, at at this point that we think it proved to be somewhat successful. I thought that the thing that they talked about and how Leon is keeping it at we, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. had to take him out, even though at that time he wasn't for that going down the way that it went down. Right. But he, but I think Leon now understands 
why it had to go down the way it went down, mm-hmm. even though he didn't agree with it. Um, but I think that having that conversation with Kane and getting Kane to understand, like, yo, because Leon told him, like, yo, if Kevin would have went along with that hit, this shit could have affected you while you were locked up because they would have got yeah. you in there. Yeah. So, yeah, your brother had to be sacrificed, but if we didn't take care of this one issue, you mm-hmm. would have been out of here too. And you, first of all, you wouldn't even know that it was coming. Shit, and Kevin could have got fucked up still too. Exactly. So, I think that that was one of the things because he, because Kane is like, yo, because once once he told him, he was like, yo, I ain't trying to hear your excuses, and he was like, nah, mm-hmm. like you need to hear me out, like this this whole Kevin thing, it, it's a ripple effect, and it mm-hmm. could affect it like that could have took all of us out, and it could have took you out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? With a hit that you didn't even know was coming because you didn't know what was going on on the outside. I thought that it was also. I thought it was also telling for when Kane said, yo, like, you look like you've been going through it. Yeah. And it's it's starting to seem like, and I, and I said this last season, Leon is really affected by killing that child, man. Like, mm-hmm. like, and it's like Kane could sense it. Like, he could feel it. He was like, yo, like, something happened to you. Yeah, and even Kane is like, yo, I can feel it. Like with with us sitting here talking, you've been through some shit. So I thought that that was very telling for Kane to notice that, but also to feel what he was saying, and then for him to be like, yo, like I thought that Franklin would be here trying to settle the score, but he got you here. But I think that Leon was really the only person that can get Kane to understand because I think that there was a different relationship with Leon than Franklin because Franklin wasn't in the streets like that. You know, Franklin was, was a schoolboy. Like he was in the streets, but mm-hmm. you know, Franklin, like people, like I said, people don't remember Franklin was on his way to college. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Before all this stuff happened. And I know I'm rambling, but, um, but before I stop, when he was like, yo, I used to want it to be you. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you was cool with everybody in the hood. You always had a girl under your under your arm. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yo, like I wanted to be you. And that's why I think that Leon had to be that person to yeah. have that sit down and speak with him as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was an interesting conversation that they had, um, especially with Leon starting off that way. You know what I'm saying? Letting him know, like, yo, I idolized you. I looked up to you. Um, I think with this newer path that Leon is on because um, the meeting between him, Franklin, Louie, and Jerome, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of forcing them in, telling them, like, yo, I said I'll handle it. And then, you know, Jerome was kind of like, nah, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get our get back. But he like, yeah, is it worth, you know what I'm saying, more black bodies being in the streets? And what I noticed was Jerome kind of smirked when he said it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> or after he said it, I'm sorry. Jerome gave like a little smirk and he kind of looked back at Louis. You know what I'm saying? And he and you know what I'm saying, he left out and then Louis went, you know what I'm saying, right behind him. But um 
I thought that was interesting because, you know what I'm saying, later on we'll get into it. That's kind of where Jerome's head end up, you know what I'm saying, being. Um, but the conversation that Leon had with Kane, you know, it, it kind of revealed a lot about how, or at least I think it does, it reveals a lot about how we're going to start seeing the progression of Leon's character um, for the rest of his season. And if they do another season, how he's going to, how it's going to play out in the next season. Um, I think that what he said to Kane was, was very smart when he was saying, you know, the only thing you want to do is take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we want you to be a, basically he was saying, we want you to be a part of our family. So, you know what I'm saying? We can, we don't got to do all this shit. We need to squash this beef because at the end of the day, with the connections that Kane basically seems to have, and then with, you know what I'm saying, all the work that they getting through Franklin, I mean, shit, they need another connect. I mean, they need another player in the game anyway because, of, you know what I'm saying, what happened with Franklin's boy early in the season. So, you know what I'm saying, and then with Louie and Jerome dealing with Scully, like ain't no telling how that's going. So, you know what I'm saying, it's starting to seem like um, it's starting to seem like Leon is becoming a little bit more mature. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's realizing that it's a lot of shit that's going on that shouldn't really be going on. And he's trying to – it seems like he's trying to do his best to reverse some of the wrongs that he's been doing. But it's also – you know what I'm saying? On top of that, he's also – it seems like he's also trying to reverse some of the wrongs that they all have been doing as a group. So I think that that was a great conversation for him to have. And like you said, I think nobody else could have had that conversation with Kane like Leon could. Yeah, and then, like, when they met back up with Louie, and they were just like, did Kane go for it? And it's like, yeah, he went for it. Like, we're going to give him so many keys. She was like, so we're going to do business with him and let him make money off of, you know, trying to kill us. And Franklin was like, yo, money would make the world go round. Mm-hmm. And Louie made that face knowing what she already had done, which we'll get into later, but it was just like, Dude, it's this this whole dynamic, man, of like and we spoke about this where we were just like we we shouldn't judge the Kane character so early because exactly. yeah, he, he's out here with vengeance. Mm-hmm. But like it could have been a situation that if we if we sit down and we have a meeting and we actually talk and explain to you why shit went down the way that it went down, you will see that, yo, at the end of the day, your brother was wilding. Right. You know, so if we didn't if we didn't take care of it the way that we took care of it, all of us wouldn't be here because the one thing that we all know when it comes to that the Mexican crew that they were dealing with, they everywhere. Like Man. they got hitters everywhere. And like they mm-hmm. don't care about getting locked up. Like Mm-hmm. So they could have took that, wiped that whole family out, that whole crew out, and kept it pushing, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. So I thought, I thought that that was a, I thought that was a great conversation, man. That they, that they sat there and had though. Yeah, man. Um, moving on to Louis and the cop, man. So Louis sets up, you know, what I'm saying this, this operation to where basically she's going to use the cop to get at Kane. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And eventually we come to find out that, you know what I'm saying, he's going to try to do his best to make it happen. He told her, give me two weeks. And uh, it's they got a weird dynamic, right? Because mm-hmm. it seems as if like the the way they the way that the the showrunners are putting it together, right? It's like Louis is using his emotions towards her to kind of keep him on the string. But yeah. it's like he's using threats to kind of keep her on the stream. So they got like a weird dynamic going on. But um <laughs> what what did you think when you know Louie kind of met up with the with the police officer or with the undercover or well, you know with with the dirty cop? I don't like saying dude name, but um with the dirty cop and basically kind of went behind Franklin and Leon's back to get, you know what I'm saying, Kane up out of here, even though they already said that they were going to fix the situation? Well, the first time this was, well, yeah, because the first time was she didn't have confirmation of the meeting, then the second time she knew that they made a deal with Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think about it, I think it's a trash-ass move. Mm-hmm. I think that she is letting her emotions make her decisions for her. Like she's not, she's not thinking with her brain, man. Like she, she's just thinking with vengeance. And and I understand that you are being shot at. That's it's it's hard to it's hard to forgive when. And then we also got to understand Louis been shot before. Mm-hmm. But with that even being said, so have Saint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So has Franklin. Ashley Franklin took more bullets. Yeah. So and Franklin Multiple was down for too. a while. Yeah. So if if he's able to do it and look at it more as a money transition, like uh type of thing, she like Louis, what Louis don't seem to understand, and, and then look, this is another thing. What's up with Little Rock? You know what I'm saying? We we seen that one episode. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to assume that the shit didn't work. Right. And all of these 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 ideas and moves that Louis is making. They're not panning out, but like, I think she's looking at it like, "Yo, some something is gonna hit, something's mm-hmm. gonna," and it's like, I don't know, man. I I do not like it. And then when it comes to this cop, and like, like I don't I don't trust the guy. Yeah, I'm... I don't trust the guy. And then his and then his, just like when he said. He was like, how much is, he was like, look, that's gonna it's more than you could pay, basically. Mm-hmm. So they came up with a price, but I think what he was trying to say was you're gonna have to give me some skins too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it felt like it felt like he was trying to bargain that in there. And it's mm-hmm. like every time he see it, he's trying. Mm-hmm. Every time he is trying it. And but then I also think with her always meeting him without Jerome. 
Yeah, that's gonna be an issue. You know, and even though we all know that Jerome don't like dude, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that she's doing that intentionally to kind of like I might give you a piece, but I might not. You know, like you said, you know, yeah. and and then like you know, fucking with him by you know what I'm saying, calling him beautiful and all this type shit. It's like. Like she's using her sex appeal to try to control the guy, but then he's using. I don't know, man. I I honestly, I honestly do not like it because anytime, like, the one thing about Franklin is Franklin. He has not had a bad idea yet. Right. It hasn't been a situation where something went completely wrong that Franklin came up with. And for them to tell her to chill, let us handle this, and then you go behind his back and do this, I felt like what they have may work, but when that cop go to take him out, I think that there's a way, like, I don't know. I, I got I got, I got a, a thought, but I, I want to see what you say first. Like, what, what are your thoughts? Because I, I got an idea that just popped up in my head. Um, so, so for me, I think that with with the way that Louis has been maneuvering ever since that conversation, well, not even ever since that conversation with her and Franklin, ever since they decided to go about kind of breaking off and trying to do things on the, <clears throat> on their own, even with the conversations that her and Jerome have been having, it's seeming like this is all her bidding, right? It seems like she's basically leading this whole charge. And Jerome is just, like, kind of there for the ride because that's his girl. Like, he's still involved. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, he's, like, a a, a right-hand man. But he's just kind of – he's kind of got, like, one foot in, one foot out. And it was evident, of course, in this episode. Um, But it seems like she's trying to – prove that she can do what Franklin does. And it's it's obvious that she's not at that level. You know what I'm saying? Like um she had that comment that she made to Franklin like, yo, when you was down and out, don't forget, like I was the one that was running the show. You know what I'm saying? You was uh you know what I'm saying you you wasn't able to do anything but I was the one keeping this thing afloat, not you. And I think what's interesting is, is like how you said, it seems like everything that she's doing from, you know what I'm saying? From the point of view we're getting from her, it just seems like something always tends to either go wrong or it's like, it's always some kind of catch to it. Right. So the little rock thing didn't pan out, or at least so far as we know, it didn't pan out because we don't really know. We just kind of seeing that that they are not, you know what I'm saying, showing that angle anymore. You know what I'm saying? Working with the dirty cop. It's kind of like, yeah, you kind of got him on the string, but at the same time, it's like he could flip on you at any moment. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, the situation with Scully, they barely got out of that situation. If it wasn't for tricking dude into, you know what I'm saying, trying to be the the, the man and take over for Scully. And, you know what I'm saying, they would have took an L on that one. So it's like, I I think she's starting to realize that this shit is a lot harder than what Franklin makes it look like it is. 
and I and it's starting. You you can kind of see like the pressure is getting to it. Um, but this particular, these two particular instances where they're having these conversations, it's like for some odd reason, it seems like the cop has the advantage on her. And like even when he was talking to her. You know what I'm saying? He asked her, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Are you ready for this? Like, you know, once you once you go through with this shit, there's no going, ain't no turning back. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is something for real. Like you you taking a life here. This ain't, you know, just a play thing. This is for real. So once dude gone, and I and I think what he was trying to let her know is like, yo, you're gonna have to be ready for retaliation. It's gonna be a lot of shit that that's gonna happen that Y'all got to get ready for it once this happens. And I think that that's going to end up culminating not just with Kane's crew, but also with Leon and Franklin, because now we can't trust you. You know what I'm saying? There's we can't we can't trust you to do anything, even though you're supposed to be with us. You know what I'm saying? We can't trust you. And and that's going to be, to me, at least a huge problem, Um, even though we come to find out that later on Jerome has some different plans, but I don't know if that's going to be helpful when the time comes. Okay. So the thing that popped up in my head was if a scenario happened, if it go down something like this, like he goes after Kane solo mm-hmm. and let's say Kane kind of, spot the dude and there's a situation where they have like a little you know tiny conversation before one of them get taken out Mm -hmm. and let's say a situation where Kane spots him you know shoots him but he don't die and then he Mm kind of like gives up Louie or something like that Mm -hmm. and then it's going to look like oh shit like these little dudes set me up. Like they made it seem like that they was gonna, you know, put exactly. me on. No, put me on. And I think that that could be something that can backfire the whole plan mm-hmm. to where Kane is like, oh, so I thought we was making a deal and we was cool, and then y'all, you know, sent a cop to kill me behind my back. Right. I feel like something like that might end up happening. That's that's very probable. And 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 then that blowback is gonna fall back on Louis, and because when because when they see like I don't know man like that 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 while I was talking about it like that just popped up in my head of like what if one of those type of situations happened and that's that's highly probable. I, I look man I I just got it because it's it's it can't be that easy to where Kane just I right, I I'll, I'll just I'll just make the bread. See, I'm I'm feeling that. I'm glad you said that because I'm feeling that same thing. I'm feeling like that Kane is probably going to try to use this as an end. And I still think he's going to try to get at Franklin and Leon regardless. And probably try to even take over that whole get down. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead. Oh, oh man, listen, man. I, I, I want to get into it, man. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, I, I think this. Every scene that we saw with Jerome was was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jerome is out searching 
trying to find Peaches going to the, the old veteran place, which I think he's familiar with. Because I think that Jerome, I think that Jerome used to go there like back when he was like selling weed and like shit like that, like early on, but we just never saw it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that with him going in there, speaking with that doctor, doctor, oh, you know, fixing his hand. And I don't know what Peaches told that doctor, but that doctor knew who he was talking about, mm-hmm. but he just didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, with Jerome sitting in that meeting, like my th- what, like what I want to hear from you is like to see that emotion come from Jerome in multiple scenes, but mainly the scene of when he was sitting through that meeting, mm-hmm. and that one guy was talking about like when he was you know in the war and and saying that you know within you know an hour of being there, like he put down three people, and and then for him to say like, "Yo, it's like I'm." always angry mm-hmm. and we've been seeing a lot of raging coming out of Jerome lately mm-hmm. like obviously it has to be from him being in the war but what are your thoughts on them like introducing that we're not introducing us to that but because I think he might have spoke about him being in a war before um, or at least being in the military but mm-hmm. like like, what are your thoughts on, like, what we seeing out of Jerome right now? Okay, so I got a different take on this, right? <clears throat> because that's that that thought crossed through my mind too. Because I was trying to think back as if Jerome had ever said anything about being in the military or anything like that, and it, it I really don't remember. I'm gonna have to go back in the first season and, and watch a few episodes to see if that was even mentioned. Um. But the interesting thing to me is, and this is just my perspective, I'm not sure if this is what they were aiming at, but I don't necessarily think that it's the being in the military and going to war part that he was necessarily connecting with. I think that it's the having to be in the quote-unquote, and I hate saying this because it's so cliche, but the drug game, right? having to keep one eye over your shoulder, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with the situations that they've dealt with, you know, his his girl getting shot, you know, him beefing with his nephew and having to fight his nephew and, you know, um, the situation with his sister. And it's just, it's all kind of different things that culminate, you know, having to shoot people, having to, you know what I'm saying? Like, really be on a pivot at all times like that's you got to think about what we're talking about we're talking about the 80s we're talking about the crack era and we're talking about in la they ain't even really brought up the whole gangs culture or none of that really yet right we ain't even seen the we ain't even really seen the gang culture on this show yet and so dealing with all of that and you know, hearing that story, I think that what it is, is is really showing you that, you know, maybe later on down the line, you can kind of come to the terms that this is a PTSD. But I think this is him experience PTSD at an early stage, right? Because the conversation he was having with the doctor, I think he realized what the doctor did. 
and what the, or, or what the doctor was doing. You know, the doctor, it seemed like the doctor kind of knew what he was about. You know, you could tell that he wasn't, you know, or, or the doctor probably looked at it like, well, he ain't no military dude. He ain't on drugs. You know, he showing me money. I kind of know what this dude does. And I think he kind of recognized that. And out of respect for, you know, the not just the doctor being, you know, so kind and, and courteous to him, but also him being an older black man. And him, you know, having that talk with him and telling him, like, yeah, you need to get some help. Because, yeah, we have been seeing Jerome kind of lash out, you know what I'm saying, in, in these episodes. And even last season, he kind of went through that, too. But to see him hearing that and you could see, you know what I'm saying, the actor kind of giving that great performance of him playing those scenarios in his head, putting those, you know what I'm saying, playing those thoughts in his head about, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit is really against me. Like, you know, I'm I'm getting older. I can't keep doing this shit. You know what I mean? To me, I think that that was a that was a great way of them. And, and once again, like I said, I'm not sure if this is what they were doing, but this is how I just perceived it. But they did a great job of, <coughs> excuse me, having him basically have that you know that that inner thought. You know, saying that relevation of, man, I got to get the fuck out. I, I got to stop doing this because this shit ain't going to lead to nowhere but jail or death. And I'm not trying to be in either one of those. And you kind of see him coming to that realization and, and kind of, you know, listening to, you know, what I'm saying the vet talk and saying the things that he was saying. He was kind of making a, a comparison in a way of damn, like I'm going through the same thing. Like, and remember he was telling them, you know, he was like some, something, something about war. He was like, nigga, what you talking about? We are at war. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That kind of, you know what I'm saying? That, that correlates because it's like, well, shit. Yeah. You ain't overseas at war, but damn, you at war here. Cause you, you know, you ducking shots here and there. You can't even go sit down at a lunch without getting shot at. You know what I'm saying? You just went through a situation just then. So, for sure, man, it's, um, I think that they were just trying to show the PTSD of being in the drug culture and being, a, you know what I'm saying, at the time, one of the biggest drug dealers in, in the country. And, you know what I'm saying, having to deal with that, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of problems, you know what I'm saying, that come your way. And, and I think they showcased that brilliantly. Yeah, and also... And you brought up a good point, but I also like how the doctor was like, yo, it ain't no shame in asking for help. It was like, yo, we do free therapy here, you know, and and when Jerome went to with, with that one guy, where they went to that one guy's house and he told him to stay in the garden and I think that he was just sitting there and reflecting, you know what I mean? And just thinking yeah. and like he was getting yeah. emotional because I think that there aren't a lot of times where Jerome is really somewhere where he can sit down and go over his thoughts because it was quiet. You know what I'm saying? And I think that he was really able to think over some things and then it didn't help when dude took him to that, that dope house. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yo, like peaches is here all the time. He was like, Mm -hmm. peaches is, you know what I'm saying? Is a junkie. He was like, he's like, you couldn't tell. He was like, man, that dude would do anything to escape the pain that he's in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
motherfucker. And then he got to thinking, and then you could see him, like you said, like the actor is like he you could see him registering the stuff in his head. And then mm-hmm. he see that one guy where his high wears off, and he just pushes a little bit more. Kind and then he was like, yeah. he's like, yo, I am poisoning these people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that Jerome and when and when Jerome, we can go ahead and get into this too, because we gotta we gotta eventually get into Franklin and um and um uh damn what's his name, Teddy. But yeah. he so he proposed to Louie and yep. but he told her, yo, there's some things I gotta do. Mm-hmm. He was like, There's some changes I gotta make. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I think that uh, my opinion, and I want your opinion too as well, is I think that he is going to end up taking that doctor up on that. I think he's going to start going to these meetings. <laughs> I think that he is going to try to start getting himself out of this game and maybe trying to convince her maybe to, yo, that shit that Franklin was telling us about, maybe we need to start considering that because I'm I'm kind of wanting to be out of this game because I'm seeing with my own eyes what I am doing to people by pushing mm-hmm. this. What what was your thoughts when he was when he was in that um uh, in that junkie house and like registering that stuff that were in him telling Louie that yo I, I want to make some changes. There's some things I got to do. Um, I think you know what I'm saying. Between him being in, you know, what I'm saying that therapy session, and then him seeing the the effects of being in a in a, you know, what I'm saying, I, well, it ain't really a crack house, but well, we we'll just say crack house for the sake of the show. But I mean, just being in a crack house and actually seeing, you know, what I'm saying, like dude knocked on the door, he just walk in, and you just see everybody laid out, everybody high, and it's like, you know, it don't really. It, to me, it didn't really hit him until he seen dude trying to get that high back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, seeing that and realizing, like, damn, you know, this is this is really doing something different. Because when they walked up to the place at first, like, it, you didn't expect that. You nah. know what I'm saying? They was walking through like this big like garden and well, big park. And then it looked like a garden and everything else. And then finally, when you walk in there and you looking at it, you like, damn, like, you know, even it seemed like even in some of the nicest places, this was going on. <clears throat> and so, you know, what I'm saying I, I think that him coming to that realization, like, yo, you know, I, I got to get out of this once again, like being at that therapy session, it was some things he had to change. I think what was in, what was interesting, though, is, you know, he said that he got to do this for his people. You know what I'm saying? He got to get back to, you know what I'm saying, getting the stereo shop together and, you know what I'm saying, doing all that. Because, and and that's what I was saying earlier when I was talking about, you know, that smirk that he gave Leon. When Leon said, you know, we putting, we putting more black bodies out in the streets. I thought that was interesting because we kind of seeing Leon go through this progression. And, you know what I'm saying, now we kind of seeing Jerome starting to head towards that same path, right? I think it's going to be real interesting to see where they both end up later on in the season. And then, like I said, if they do another one, how they end up next season, because like I said, we ain't even entered, we ain't even seen or been introduced to the gang culture yet. 
we see a couple crews here and there, you know what I'm saying, all that. But we ain't really seen, like, the gang culture yet. And remember, this is still L.A. And they're yep. still coming off of, you know what I'm saying, the Panthers and everything else. So now that, you know what I'm saying, that's, you know what I'm saying, now that a lot of that is going on around this time, I want to see how they incorporate that into it because that's going to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, that's going to add a whole different layer to this story then. Um but with Jerome and you know what I'm saying his his reactions to everything, you starting to see that that those wheels turning in his head and that maturation of him saying, Listen, you know, if if we stay in this, it can end bad. If we get out of this as quick as possible, you know, we can we can actually get out of this and be okay. And remember, this is something he was talking about. Earlier in the season, remember when it was when him and Louie was riding the horses, he had mentioned it like, yo, I want to buy you some horses and get a stable and, you know what I'm saying, actually live life and enjoy life and do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times are we going to have to be in the shootout? How many times are we going to have to keep dealing with these, you know what I'm saying, crazy situations that's putting our life on the line? So I think, I think that, you know what I'm saying, all of this shit is really just culminating in him really getting tired of being with the shit. And I mean, hell, even Louis said it after they went to go see Ivy. Like, yo, you know, I know that, you know, you kind of one foot in, one foot out, but I really appreciate you sticking by me through all of this. And and that's what that's another thing that I meant to bring up when I was talking about Louis about how, you know, she's it seems like she's really trying to prove herself in this situation. Definitely, man. I, I just think that we we saw a turn um this episode when it came to Jerome. Um seeing seeing Jerome register the things that the way that he did and and then the way that the episode ended it or the way it ended was him going back to that old crib. Going back to that old block. Like I just wonder what what that represents. I don't I like I think it could represent a lot of things, but before but before we get to Franklin and Teddy, mm-hmm. what do you think that represented him going back to the old house? Like what do you think stems from that? Um I think that's just the start of him, you know what I'm saying, doing what he said, getting back to his people, connecting back with, you know what I'm saying with his roots, man, going back to, cause remember he had the stereo shop, man. He was happy. He was doing this thing. You know, he, at that time he seemed at peace. You know what I'm saying? He True. was really, he was really enjoying himself when that shit was happening. And then, you know what I'm saying? Once all that shit ended and he kind of got into, you know what I'm saying? What they got into. And, and from here on out, it just, like you said, it just seemed like he's been mad and he and it gets worse and worse and worse as you know what I'm saying each episode goes on. Definitely. So we get Teddy back. Um he you know he's with old girl. Oso comes over there to come pick him up, told Oso to bring the five hundred K. Gives her the five hundred K and she's trying to she's trying to fix up Oso, but he's like, Yo, I'm good and she's trying to tell Teddy like, yo, like those ditches are gonna come lose. So they meet up with Franklin. Well, Franklin's having a conversation with V, and that's when the whole shit comes up about his mom. He could tell that, you know, V and uh, Sissy had a conversation, but mm-hmm. he mixed up with Teddy after Teddy was blowing him up, and Teddy was just trying to 
trying to put everything together like yo they hit all the spots at the same time like this had to yeah. be an inside job <laughs> all this type of shit so he comes up with, with one of Javi's guys and he's like yo who looked worse out of all three of us and you know he's trying to lighten up the mood mm-hmm. Teddy ain't trying to hear that shit and Teddy's like yo who's this guy and he told him about Peaches you know setting them up and taking all the money and all that type shit. And he's like, yo, like, you need to stop these big deals. You like, you can buy the whole ghetto if you want to. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to buy up these compounds and downtown buildings and all this type shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this deal, I'm not stopping this deal. Mm-hmm. He's like, we don't do no more. And so then he's mad about Sissy's being back. He's mad that, you know, Peaches robbed him. And he's like, yo, I need security. I'm your security. Like, yo, you was my security last time. Your ass got shot and left. So I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. So what was what was going through your mind when 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 I mean, Teddy got animated like he's he's not with the shits no more. Okay, so this is this is a very interesting thing to me now. Right. So we starting to see a different version of Teddy. Um, we starting to see the more strict stick by the book. Um, we we actually seeing the CIA agent Teddy now. You know this. It it seems like we're to the point to where I don't think he trusts Franklin no more. I don't think they have that same um. I don't think they have that same rapport that they had at first. And it's starting to seem as if, like, Teddy's getting this weird paranoia at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like everybody that's around him is kind of getting, you know, weary of him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's really going on with him? Um. <clears throat> I think it's something else that's that's eating at them that, that they haven't revealed yet. But I'm not sure that this relationship is gonna last too much longer. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a lot going on and you know to me I feel like it's not really an issue with what Franklin is doing. I think that Teddy sees it as an issue because now Teddy is starting to see that Franklin is really not needing him as much as he needed him in the beginning. I think what ended up happening is he kind of underestimated Franklin. And and I think I said this before, but the interesting part is to me that Franklin and Teddy are the same people, right? They like the same side or they they the Two two sides of the same coin, if that makes any sense. They're both very intellectual. They're both very calculated, but they just happen to be in this one predicament together. And I think that with the way that Franklin kind of handled the situation with, um, I forgot what the other dude was, what the other dude's name was that Teddy had to kill. But I feel like, He's seen that even without him, Franklin was still actually Franklin thrived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that now it's like 
he don't really have that hold that he used to have. He don't really have that same cachet that he used to have. You know what I mean? I think it's that, and I think it's also Franklin has an exit plan. Mm-hmm. And I think that he don't like the fact that, yo, while I le- you know, when I left, like you said, he thrived. This dude got his pilot's license. He got a plane. He's buying up downtown. He's, you know, trying to do a deal by getting a compound. And, and I think that he's like, yo, Franklin don't really need this drug money no more. Yeah. So, and I think he's trying to get him to stop doing it because I think that he knows he get this downtown spot in this compound. He's not really going to need this shit anymore. So it's kind of like Fred, Freddie. Teddy is keeping himself useful and trying to keep Franklin at a certain point. Because mm-hmm. if Franklin get too big <clears throat> in this in his real estate uh, real estate space, then he's not really gonna have any use for Teddy. But like Teddy has something on him, and he has something on Teddy mm-hmm. because Teddy know that at any point he could lock him up. Yeah, but but this is the thing. I think Teddy also knows that he could, but it's not gonna be as easy like it was with Alton. Yes. And but he took some caution steps. He met with that one guy about basically disappearing again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, like, what do I need to do? Because I think that and this is what makes me think like, yo, is this dude ri-? like <sighs> I am the most confused when it comes to Teddy, man, because. One minute I think he's with the CIA, then another minute it's like, yo, I don't think he's with the CIA no more. Like, well, I don't think he's with the CIA no more. I think he just still got the connections. Because it's like, yo, for him to to try to get like the ID, <laughs> the bank accounts, and all of this type shit that he needs mm-hmm. to disappear, he's getting that shit in motion now. Mm-hmm. And Dude, this this dynamic. I I don't know how this is gonna end, but then like, what are your thoughts on? And I and I share one thing before I I get your opinions on this. When he came to see uh, Oso mm-hmm. and showed him all of this equipment to keep taps on on Franklin, saying that Franklin's gotten sloppy and all this shit. And I think that 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 situation with the tiger and shit, and that time that that Franklin and Oso spent together. I think they view each other differently now. Big time. I don't think that I think that if I think that he's gonna go along with what Teddy wants, but I think he's gonna tell Franklin, be like, yo, he's about to bug all your shit. So whatever you're doing, don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna tip him and tell him. I think he's gonna go along with it because Teddy wants it done, but I think he's mm-hmm. gonna let Franklin know, like, yo, your shit is bugged, so don't say nothing. What do you think? Well, we forgetting the interesting piece, right? Okay. Um the last drop that they had before the shootout. Remember him and Oso was talking and <clears throat> he had said, you know, I didn't know that you and uh Teddy 
was listening in on me. Mm-hmm. Remember, Oso was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was listening mm-hmm. in. So I think that kind of already gave him, you know, a, a kind of, wait a minute, you know, kind of caution about Teddy. Then on top of Teddy leaving in that scenario, that kind of added to it. And then, like you said, the, them going through that together and Franklin having, you know, saying Oso's back. That's, you know, that kind of, that kind of definitely, you know, made Oso kind of look at Teddy a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Now with the spy equipment, I agree. I think that he's going to somehow let Franklin know, like, yo, remember, because he told him, too, you can't trust nobody. Yep. And I think Franklin is really starting to see that. I think Franklin is really starting to find that out. Um, but I, I think he's I think he's gonna let him know. I think he's gonna give him a hint and say, Hey man, you know, you're gonna have to be cautious around Teddy because this ain't the same Teddy. You know, this ain't the same dude that you know we we used to know. This is this is something different. Yep. And even even when he apologized to also, like he didn't say nothing. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, All right, yeah, you got hit, but you know what I'm saying? Franklin didn't get hit, but like, yo, like he he made sure I made it out of that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you left. Mm-hmm. And not only did you leave, but now, you, yeah, you apologize, but you want me to, you know, the guy that, that stayed with me and was down with me, like, you know what I'm saying, through thick and thin, when you took off and you want me to put all this spy equipment and all yeah. of his shit. Yeah. And then Sissy, <clears throat> he's still going back and forth with, do she want to put that, remember she looked down at her purse and saw that pen. to record that conversation. Yeah, so that's another dynamic, man, there is like, is you know, is, is Sissy going to end up trying to bug him too? So it's kind of going to be like, yo, shit, shit is starting to, starting to crumble around Franklin, man. But like, but that's what this game does to you, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the whole point of this, man. Like at some point, there's going to be a downfall. Well, I don't think it's necessarily crumbling. I think that I just think that what the the lessons that he that he's been told and everything else. Because remember, this ain't that wasn't the first time that somebody told Franklin don't trust nobody. Because hell, even Teddy told him himself, like yo, you know what I'm saying? You when with the situation with Alton was happening. Nah, you can't trust nobody around you. Sometimes even your even the people closest to you, you know, they end up turning and, and making shit a lot worse than what you think it is. So I mean, I don't know, man. I'm 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 excited to see how, you know what I'm saying, what this next episode gives us. You know what I mean? It's a um it's a lot going on. Um I really don't know what's going on with Sissy. To me, it seems as if she's trying to deconstruct everything. And I think she's kind of going to be the um, the catalyst for the downfall if it does happen that way. I think she's going to be a big part in that downfall. True. And then um, before before we get out, the whole statement that was made about Peaches, I think mm-hmm. it made a lot of sense. When, when Louis was talking to Jerome, and she was like, yo, I'm sorry about Peaches. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but with him – seeing Franklin shoot Rob mm-hmm. and said, yo, he's on that stuff, so he can't be trusted. And then to come mm-hmm. and find out Peaches is on it too. 
Now, yeah. it, it, now it makes sense. The preacher was just like, yo, I'm just going to snatch this money and I'm out of here. Because yeah. when Franklin found out that I'm doing drugs too, mm-hmm. I'm a dead man. So I well, thought... See, I agree with you, but I'm kind of skeptical on that only because that's two different dynamics, right? I think that okay. Franklin said that as an excuse to kill Rob and justify what he did. Because it really mm-hmm. wasn't a reason to kill Rob. Rob really wasn't the guy that, you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. really wasn't the one at fault there. Um, but I think that you are right. When when Peach is seeing that, he, you could tell he, he was kind of acting different. Um, what's interesting, though, is him leaving like they said he went supposedly he went to another country mm-hmm. so we don't even know if that's that's true though right but he could still be touched oh yeah we've seen that already um but what's interesting to me is how knowing what peaches did right now that Kane is possibly going to be in the mix for a little while, maybe the cop is now getting involved in this. Is this going to, is this going to expose, you know what I'm saying? Teddy again, because I think that's Teddy's biggest fear is getting exposed again. Mm Mm-hmm. Because remember, with the Alton thing, it just came straight out. Now, this it, this is something that could really, you know what I'm saying, get him into some a different situation. Because, like I said, I don't think he's with the CIA anymore. Mm-hmm. And remember, he when he disappeared, I think he disappeared not from the situation, but from the CIA. Because he was off the grid. Like, he had no contacts with nobody he was he was in a, a, another country and he was like in the jungles. I mean, like, so this may be something different now. You're right. I'm with this you may be because something totally different. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. But right, I will, man. I will say this though. Um, what's to come? I know you don't watch the one thing. I just want right, to mention right. one thing. Um. And I don't think this is a shocker, but it's a, it's a wedding scene. Um, and Franklin is dancing with uh, Louis. And basically, he's trying to, in a way, apologize. And like it was kind of like they was talking, and he was like, yo, I should have treated you like a partner from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she basically says, yo, it's too late. So yes. what's to come? Maybe come. maybe this is where Jerome and Louis finally take off. And they like, hey, we out of this thing. We got what we need. Could be. Or, you know, maybe this maybe this is a a, a dream. Who knows? Right. You Could be. I mean? Maybe, maybe uh we're gonna have Jerome daydream in the next episode. <laughs> 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 All right, man, let's, Yeah, let's get in the coming soon, man. Yes, sir. Coming soon. Coming soon. Okay, so this next one is um, 
I've been hearing rave reviews about this joint, right? Um, my mom was telling me about this, and she was saying it was funny because she was telling me she was like, "You really have to watch this. This is a great movie. It's you know what I'm saying it, it talks about some real you know what I'm saying deep stuff." And she was, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "It's the Adam Project," and I just started laughing. I'm like, "Well, I gotta watch it anyway because you know what I'm saying we got to review this thing." So I'm excited to see this man. Um, I've been I've been hearing some interesting points of views and um, some interesting uh, takes on it. So yeah, man. The next episode we doing the Adam Project. This was one that you put up. Um, I'm assuming you already watched it. I did. I already okay. watched it. Um, but I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching it again, man. Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds is on a great run. But not only is he on a great run, it's just that you know we did a great episode on the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. and that whole concept of time travel. And then we mm-hmm. talked about a lot of time travel when we did the MCU episode when we was talking yeah. about in-game and shit. But he breaks all the rules of what they say you shouldn't do in time travel. So that's why mm-hmm. I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be very entertaining and very um I think that with with him doing it the way that he did it, I think that the way that time travel is assumed to be I think you're just going to have a lot of thoughts on it. I think that this is going to be a very thoughtful episode that's coming. Funny at the same time because Ryan Reynolds is just... I mean, yeah, that's that's what he do. But but I think that this is going to get deep for somebody like you who love the concept of time travel. So I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be dope. Cool, man. So I can't wait to do this episode. And I know you guys can't wait to hear this next episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be bringing that to you. Um next week and for the time being man if you enjoyed this episode you know what I'm saying make sure you hit us up and let us know and then uh if you want to go back and catch up or if you want to go back and re-listen feel free to catalog is there on all platforms but um hitting us up man just go to instagram and twitter at viewer nine pod and also you can hit us up on um facebook at va pod watch group and uh you can hit me up on um Man, I better say social media on Twitter at Scoots Bronson and um, <laughs> follow me on TikTok, man. Scoots Bronson TV. Yeah, man. Y'all can follow me at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG. Uh, check out the last episode, episode 79. Man, I did my top five rap groups of all time. So go check out that. New episode will be on the way, so be on the lookout, man. You can find 28 Minutes or Less on all major platforms. And, oh, yeah, uh, check out the new episode of, if I'm saying it right, because I don't have it in front of me. It's um, Wait. I think it's Wait, Shine, Grind, Marathon podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where you can find it at. Um, Cause I'm not handling all of that stuff. Right. Uh, JD's handling all of that, man. So you know, uh, look up the the Stick the Drip Network. You know where you can find all the information for that podcast as well. Yeah, definitely check out the Distinctive Drip Network on YouTube, man. Also, shout out to JD, shout out to Siege, and shout out to E, man. Um, our fellow co-hosts on the Four Three Pod and our partners in crime in the creative space. And also, you know what I'm saying, shout out to you, the listener. Um, we greatly appreciate the support. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And like they always say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut. Yes, sir. Hey, man, you know what I was going to do? I, I, I thought about it with that uh, last episode we did. I was going to say, when we were talking about the Oscars, I was going to say, that's a slap. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and others.